Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Okay. A few cool things coming up. We've got the Polyglot Conference coming up at the end of October. A conference which uh, I think it, it struggles to shake the uh, the impression that it's only for polyglots and only for people that speak a thousand and one languages. But trust me, it, it could it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, if you like languages, even if you're just learning your first foreign language, it, it's such a great place to go because it will inspire and motivate you to uh, to keep to keep going, and you'll learn so much stuff. And lots of people will be there. I'll be there. We can hang out, and have a coffee or a beer. Which uh, there is a fair amount of in these in these uh, in these events, and it's in uh, Ljubljana as well in Slovenia at the end of October. So check out that. Um, in fact, on the Friday of that event, we're running a full kind of language day as well, where we're going to be giving workshops and things. I think that's an extra kind of tagged onto the conference, but that would be quite cool if you want to come and hang out and spend a day learning about language learning techniques and stuff like that. Check that out. You can just search for Polyglot Conference 2018 for that what else has been going on yeah so this this podcast will soon be on spotify uh, i've noticed recently that so many people seem to be getting their podcasts on spotify which wasn't something that i ever did really i do use spotify i have a, i have a playlist of like um really kind of focused music that i put on when i'm working and it kind of helps me get get my work done but i never thought of looking for podcasts on spotify until i realized that everybody who is sharing podcasts like when if i have a friend who shares me a podcast they um, will share me a spotify link which is kind of crazy so um the i will teach you a language podcast will soon be on spotify so if you like that kind of thing then um please uh go ahead and search i they said it would take a few weeks to be live so you could if you use spotify you could try searching now i don't know if it will be available yet um but if not hopefully Within a couple of weeks, we uh, we still have my books of short stories available for pre-order, but all of the bonuses that come along with that, I will teach you a language dot com forward slash books is the place to go. Um, there is not that much longer left. The uh, bonuses expire on the I think it's the third of October, fourth of October, something like that. So you've got a couple of weeks, a week or so still. Of course, I appreciate every single order that comes through for that. Um, Teach Yourself have been very, very, very happy with uh, with the release so far. Um, the uh, many, many thousands of copies have been ordered by publishing, by publishers and bookstores and people like that in the US. So uh, it's looking really good. And um, yeah, everyone who orders the uh, the bundle gets a postcard from me. If you want to get a postcard from me, and let's face it, is that is the coolest thing that anybody has ever offered. <laughs> in fact, all joking aside, when was the last time you actually received a handwritten postcard? I don't get them that often, but when I do, um, I really love it. So, I don't know, there's something about someone taking the time to sit down and write a postcard and mail it to you that just feels a little bit more personal than an email, doesn't it? So anyway, everybody who, who buys the, uh, the, the the collection of six storybooks gets a personalised postcard from me, which I'm going to be very much looking forward to sitting down and writing. My hand will probably drop off by the end of um, end of it, but anyway, that's something to look forward to. I would like to thank the sponsors of the show, one of the best companies in the world, and especially when it comes to language learning, I, I get, you know, every day in my email I get 
people sending me apps saying, Ollie, I've got a new app. It's going to revolutionize this, that, or the other. And, uh, I'm afraid to say that my skeptic hat is very firmly placed on my head when I get those emails, but there are some companies that genuinely do change the landscape of, uh, of language learning online. And italki is one of them. They offer a marketplace for teachers. So you don't buy teachers like in a market, you buy their lessons and you can get a free lesson with one of many, many thousands of teachers by going to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, we've got an email question today from Ellen. Lovely email that Ellen sent, and I'm going to read it out and then give you my my thoughts. Very relevant to any of you guys who are studying at uni. And but also, to be honest with you, lessons for everybody, I think, who studies a language quite seriously. So Ellen says, Hi Ollie, I am a university student currently studying a degree in German and Spanish. While contact hours at uni, of course, provide regular practice in the languages I'm learning, I know it's also important to do extra study outside of the regular work for these classes. I have a bit of a problem, though. I never know what to prioritise when it comes to doing extra revision. Sometimes I think I should concentrate on vocabulary, but then I remember grammar points I still don't understand and verbs I still struggle to conjugate. Because uni classes are so focused on specifics of the language, revising all these things is essential. However, when thinking about what to focus on, I feel overwhelmed and therefore demotivated. I was wondering if you had any advice on how to structure my independent study sessions so that they can be of the most benefit to my development in the language that I'm learning. I really enjoy listening to the podcast. Thanks so much for all the time and effort you put into answering questions from aspiring multilinguals like me. Ellen, thank you so much for your email. It's very nice email to read as well. So thanks for that. And uh, so many people obviously study languages at uni and wonder the same things as you. So let's let's start off with a few basic, a few kind of fundamental principles uh, on which I, I think I can answer your question. So principle number one is that the, your question relates to how to learn these languages best in the long term for the benefit of your life, post-uni as much as anything else. All right? So you're focusing on how to learn these languages best, how to become the best speaker of the language that you possibly can, irrespective of what you have to do at uni. All right? that's, so that's point number one. I'll make that assumption on your behalf. Now, uh, the second thing to assume is that you do actually have to do your uni work. It's very tempting to say, oh, we'll just, you know, bunk off uni and go and live in Germany for a year or whatever. In fact, you'll probably get to do that in in your third year anyway. (laughs) But listen, I mean, I'm a big fan of, um, I'm a big believer in acknowledging the reality of your situation. So if you have committed to going to uni and you're studying German and Spanish at uni, then you owe it to yourself and to your teachers and to everybody else to actually do the work that's set. But I, I get the impression from your email that you're you're very much doing that anyway. So um, I think it is it is possible we could kind of rip apart the whole uni system if we wanted to and suggest alternatives. But I, I'm going to say that there is uh, you, know, you know uni is about more than what you just learn there. You also want to pass your exams and get the piece of paper. You also want to have a good time. So let's proceed on the basis that you're going to have to do at least the minimum required to do a good job at uni in your language classes, right? Now, the third assumption 
and this is where it really gets interesting, I think, is that with, you see, you talk about grammar and vocabulary. And specifically, you say there's still vocabulary you haven't learned, and there are still verbs you can't conjugate. Okay? That's everybody's reality. Now, the, the most important principle here is that the way to memorize that vocabulary and the way to learn those verb conjugations is not by studying them more and more and more until you're blue in the face. Okay? This is the big danger in general of structured language programs. They present you with bits of work and they expect you to go off and learn them to completion, to perfection. They set you a text and they expect you to learn all the vocabulary. Um, they introduce a grammar point. They expect you to go and learn it. But if, you know, there's one thing that we know about language learning is that learning stuff by rote and by rules can work, can help, but that doesn't lead to mastery. Okay, there is a. I, I think sometimes people criticise too much things like rote learning and, uh, and specific grammar work. I think it can be really helpful. And it can work. Many people are you know, big fans of that kind of traditional uh, approach, but it doesn't lead to mastery. And this is what we're really talking about here. I think it's important to acknowledge that you're going to feel the desire and the sort of scholarly um, impulse to study and master these verb conjugations and memorize all this vocabulary, but you won't you won't ever be able to do it to the level that you want because it's a never-ending rabbit hole. We master any any aspect of language by ultimately by going out and using it and having a massive amounts of exposure to to that language. All right, so I think as that's as this relates to to your work at uni, when you get set a piece of work you know, do whatever you feel is is the minimum acceptable level. So if you, if you like I said in the previous point, if you've got a, a grammar test, then study for the test. If you've got a novel to read, then sure, look up the vocabulary. But I think what you're driving at here, Ellen, which, which, is, which, I, which I really love, is, you know, how can you, yes, do the work that you have to do at uni, but then actually set yourself up for real language success uh, over over time. Now, Here's the way that I look at this. You are going to get a fantastic education uh, over these four four years, right? You're going to you're going to have a wonderful sort of um, tour through Spanish and German. You're going to learn all the loads of vocabulary. You're going to do some fantastic reading. You're probably going to have a year abroad. Honestly, all the kind of academic, scholar, scholarly, studious stuff. I have no doubt that will be taken care of perfectly. And so, in, to my mind, you've really got one job in terms of your free time that you want to devote to improving those languages. And that is to develop an interest and a passion in the language on a personal level. And this means going out, speaking, finding friends who you can start to communicate with in the language, finding TV shows you like, books that you can read, I don't know, Instagram people who write stuff in, in their language, whatever it is. Because the way that you're going to master Spanish and German is not through what you do at uni. Trust me, there are so many people who spend four years at uni and then come out at the end and can't speak a word with a real person. Okay, The way that you're going to master Spanish and German, be a really confident speaker of it, and also the way that you're going to master all that tricky grammar and learn all these all this vocabulary that you're trying to learn is the exact same way that me and everybody else goes out and learns languages. You know, yeah, we have to study a little bit, but really the thing that really makes the difference is when we actually go out and make it part of our lives. 
that's when the grammar becomes normal. That's when the vocabulary stops being an issue because you just learn the stuff that you need, not the stuff from your textbook, right? And so in that sense, what I want to do, Ellen, is give you permission to go out and enjoy these languages. Take your study cap off. Think to yourself, right, how can I have a great time in these languages? Go and watch a, a Netflix series in, in Spanish. There's a fantastic one called Casa de Papel, which I watched earlier on this year, which is called Money Heist. It's, it's, it's like Ocean's Eleven, but in a Spanish, uh, what was it called? The Fabrica Nacional de Timbre y Moneda or something like that. These guys break into a into the, the, the factory where they print money, the mint, and they kind of, uh, oh, I won't, won't spoil it, but like go and watch, watch series of, of Netflix, go and read books or magazines, whatever it is that you like, go out, go to language exchanges in the, in the town where you live, go and make some friends, do all these things. I want to give you permission to relax and enjoy it to the full, because that part right there is ultimately how everybody learns to, to speak their languages. I mean, you have to study too. Sure, most people do a little bit of study here and there. They, maybe they go to classes. Maybe they, uh, you know, go through textbooks, and that's important. But you're getting that in spades, Ellen. If, if anything, it's like you, you're really out of balance here. You're getting so much input, so much uh, study time. You need to balance that out as much as possible with the stuff that really results in in comfort and ease in the language. Okay, so I give you permission whenever you are done with your study for university, to go out and find things that you love in Spanish and German and spend as much time as you can absorbed in those things. Trust me, that is what will make the difference. Thanks for your question, Ellen. I really appreciate it. I hope that was helpful. If you'd like to ask me a question, please uh, go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. You can also send me an email like Ellen did, just make sure you mark it clearly in the subject line for like a I don't know, podcast question or something like that. <laughs> that way it doesn't get lost in the mix. Now, today, I would really like to hear from those of you who did study languages at uni, because I know many of you listening uh, do or did. I'd really like to hear your thoughts on this. So please go over to the show notes. I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 277. And I'd like your input on this as well. What do you think of the advice I gave Ellen? Because bear in mind, I didn't do languages at uni, so maybe I'm giving bad advice. I don't know. But I'd like you to please weigh in and let me know and let Ellen know what you would recommend. So please head over and uh, let us know. I will teach you a language.com forward slash episode 277. All right, then. Your task, your other task for today, should you choose to accept it, is to go over and uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel so that you get to see the final video of my Italian series, and you get to see a beautiful place in Italy, spoiled by me in the foreground, but no, nevertheless. The Italy part is nice, so go to YouTube and search for Ollie Richards, and subscribe to the channel, because I'm going to put a lot of work into this uh, this video in this place that I'm not going to mention in Italy, so please, uh, please go ahead and, uh, and subscribe to that so you get to see it. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 